everybody, welcome to the Office Podcast. Thank you for joining us. It's good to be back again for yet another exciting episode. And you know, I'm not alone. I'm with my colleague, Kia, one of my favorite people. Hi, Kia. Hey, boo. Happy, happy, happy. What day is it today? Tuesday. Jeez, I think work from home is making it so hard for me to remember the days of the week. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Working hard, but good. Tell me about it. Um, after this recording, I actually have to go back to work. So that's how rough things are at the moment. It's just like, you know, it's a work from home culture. Always working and always working. Um, but aren't you excited about today's topic? Because you know me, I love myself some moolah, some chile, some zaga, some chinkura. So I'm like so excited to talk about um uh about negotiating salary increases with our guests uh today how are you feeling about that i actually feel like this guest we should have had this conversation like over a month ago when i was negotiating mine but it's fine better late than never because i guess when you know performance discussions come up um next year i'll be better prepared mm-hmm. and i'll know so hopefully anyone who's i know a lot of people are job hunting at the moment I'm seeing a lot of job vacancies on LinkedIn as well. And I know a lot of people are looking for work at the moment. And December's coming. So a lot of people will actually be resigning um, from roles to start new roles next year. And people will be applying in January. So this is the best time to start preparing yourself. I've actually also received DMs on Twitter. Um, there was actually a gentleman who sent me a DM on Twitter a few months ago on how to help him negotiate uh, for his package. And I was like, look, I'm not an expert, but I will um, give you the tips that I know, gave him the resource, shared resources um, where he mm-hmm. could check. So I'm so happy that we have someone who has expert advice because what I will then do is actually share this podcast with, episode with him. So um, yeah, let's introduce our, our guest, right? Yeah. So today, guys, uh, the person who's joining us is our guest uh, for this topic is Lerato Gadiaga. She is the Managing Director of African Ambition Consulting. And I cannot wait for you to gain all this knowledge from this incredible lady. Hi, Lerato. How are you? Hi, I'm good and you, Leighton. How are you, Kia? Good. We're good, girl. Welcome to the Office Podcast. I'm excited to be here. You guys, um, honestly speaking, I never heard of. And I think after uh, we started being in contact later, I thought to myself, I need to do more research around it. And you guys, uh, great work. I think you guys can really take it further. There's a lot of these conversations that are required. Right, exactly. Take it we, seriously, actually. Right. We should. I think we yeah. have rights. Like, so yeah, thank you have, so much, Sarato. We, we will. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Larry. So, Larry, before we get into the topic at hand today, can you please give us a quick intro on who you are, where people can find you, and the services you provide in your company? Sure. Um, uh, so, I run a company called African Ambition Consulting. Uh, we're going to five years now. Very deliberate on the name. Um, I believe that all of us uh, were born with, a, with some sort of ambition. Uh, and, and somewhere down the line, you know, life and everything happens. But for me, it's a matter of how do how do I help people continuously ignite their ambition, you know? Uh, and, and, and I just also want to take it back when you were young, you wanted to be a doctor, you wanted to be this. You know, every day your, 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 uh, your career changed. And now it's like, no, I'm limited to this. I can only work with this, you know? So 
I think for me, it was just a matter of like igniting people's ambition. That was one. Number two, um, I, I strongly believe that, you know, in everything that we do, you have to put in the work. Uh, and I love today's topic because it actually speaks about that. So we offer different services. Uh, we offer talent management uh, for our clients. Uh, we offer training for our clients, so different types of trainings. You know, um, if you want to train the youth, we can help you with that. Um, if you are an institution um, whereby you are, you know, offering, I don't know, um, career services, then we come in and assist you in terms of how do you talent map uh, your students' uh, careers, you know, uh, that's that. Uh, we also offer uh, digital uh, digital marketing and social media for our clients. And again, we're very deliberate to say, you know, these are the services that people need, not just people, but institutions. And as we evolve, and, and I think speaking to COVID, you know, it has made us to just evolve immediately, you know. So I think then I realized how powerful these services that I'm offering are. And and, and I think it's just one of those things whereby, you know, um, our, our clients have a variety of options when they meet with us. Um, so as mentioned, you know, uh, we're five years in. Um, our handles, you can find us on Instagram, which is Afri um, Ambition. Um, on Facebook, you can find us on African Ambition and also Twitter, um, African Ambition. So we're young, uh, we, we, we love having fun, but more than anything, uh, we're all about empowering uh, the people and those around us. Great. Thank you. That sounds great, Laraja. Uh, so before, uh, before we go any further, um, I would just like to say that I'm really, really passionate about this topic. I think particularly because um, as, um, as uh, uh, I'll speak for myself, as uh, Black employees, I think sometimes we get into, we get in, we get these jobs and offers and opportunities. And because sometimes we're moving in a space where we were not like, uh, we're not uh, happy in our past uh, employment, or we didn't have a job, we tend to almost like get the first thing that get offered to us and we don't really um, uh, a question or like ask for a little bit more or actually, you know, ask for a breakdown and all of that. And also I feel like, I don't know if it's only me, but I, we find money conversations slightly uncomfortable. And uh, what I like about this topic is that we'll delve into that and to actually, you know, how to bring up the money conversation in, in the workplace. So I'm so excited about this. And the topic for today, if you haven't noticed yet, is negotiating salaries and increases in the workplace. So my first question to you, Larajo, would be, um, what is the key thing that you need to do before you actually um, uh, negotiate a salary let's say uh let's say you're already working in the establishment or in the in, in the corporation the company uh what do you need to do first before even going to your line manager or whoever it is to actually have this talk sure um Lighten, that's a very good question um so the first thing that you need to do before you even ask this question because um, how, when, when you're talking um, salary negotiations, obviously you, there's different levels to it. You know, I could be a graduate um, entering into the new market um, or um, I could be looking for a raise within the organization. 
Um, and the third one could be that I'm moving into a new organization and I'm semi-experienced or I am actually experienced. So it's just a matter of where, where you are. But in terms of, you know, starting the conversation, the best place to start is looking at yourself, you know. Uh, am I putting in the work? Am I going an extra mile, you know? Or am I only just ticking my to-do list as per my job description, you know? And I think that's where a lot of, um, you know, employees actually get it wrong because they are thinking that just ticking what they need to do on a daily basis is enough. But if you want that um, that, that uh, salary increase, um, if you also want to be um, also be seen by your seniors, you know, participating uh, in this world of work and doing amazing things. You then need to step out of how everybody else is doing things and you need to stand out. And so that when you are standing out and you're able to sit down with your boss to say, you know, yes, I'm doing what I need to do, but I have gone beyond and this is what I have been doing, you know. So that's the first place. Look at where you are and what are you doing differently and what additions have you added within the team or what have you done better within the team or have you actually moved us uh, as a team just being an average uh, performing team but because of your source you've made sure that uh, you've, you've taken this team to to another level i think that would be the first place to start that makes a lot of sense and i think it goes back to the point that i made about you know even if you have started a new role or you might have made a, a mistake before at the end of the day, you couldn't still have a chance to go back and have a conversation, but you still need to actually prove your worth as well, right? Um, I think what's hard for every individual is determining what my worth actually is. So is my worth speaking up in meetings? Is my worth um, doing, you know, working extra hours, even though I'm not getting paid for it? It's so hard to define um, those I things or rather the list of things to do to make sure that we stand out. And I think a lot of people don't really understand um, where that would be. Um, would you maybe have your top three, maybe that you think do make employees stand out in such a way that employers would be like, okay, you know what, actually you've done, you've gone about, you've done your job, you're getting paid for it, but you've gone above and beyond in this particular area. Or do you think it's just career industry job specific? Um, not even. I think um, everyone has an opportunity to to actually have that conversation around uh, getting a raise, you know, from reception to a cleaner uh, to even a CEO, actually, you know. So, so I think for me, the most important thing that you need to do as an individual is to say, look at what your deliverables are, you know, because we all have deliverables. Um, and then once you've looked at your deliverables and you're able to say, OK, fine. Um, as a team, I'm just going to make an example. Uh, you're in a team and you're in a, uh, an account manager, right? Uh, and your role is to make sure that you do, you probably secure two accounts a month. I'm just making an example. Uh, but you realize that, you know what, you are doing what is required, but you are going beyond that. And beyond that being, you're meeting your clients after hours, you know, um, you are making sure that you are up to date with where your client is and how far they are with making that decision. Um, that, that's one. Number two, you're making sure that not only are you meeting uh, the client's expectations, but you're exceeding, you know, uh, and exceeding in a way that you're not only probably offering what you were meant to offer, but you then provide them with the full value proposition of the organization, you know. So as a manager, I'm able to then look at Kia and say, okay, wow, 
uh, Kia was supposed to just do this little thing, but here she is. Uh, she's making sure that not only as a team we actually do well, but also as an organization, um, as, a, as a whole, you know. Um, and that's how it actually starts. Uh, you have to then push yourself. It's not about, oh, I have made 10 calls uh, and my team only makes five mm, calls. No. Mm. Yes, you have made 10 calls, but you know what? How are they adding value to, to, to your work? How are they adding value to, to the whole strategy of the business? Because everything needs to tie in to the business strategy. So I'll give an example again. If the business strategy is to say, we want to increase our sales by 30%, you know, um, and, and then how are you adding to that 30%? And what are you doing differently to make sure that we actually add to, to that 30%? So I, I, again, it starts with you moving away from your comfortable zone and doing extraordinary things. Awesome. I like that. Um, maybe my follow-up question then should be, um, what are, where am I negotiating from? What base am I negotiating from? And I think I'll extend this question by asking or asking you to please define to us from a negotiation perspective. Am I negotiating from a cost-to-company perspective or from a basic salary perspective? And maybe start by defining the two um, for us, because I know that there's people who make the mistake of negotiating salaries and increases based on cost to company versus the actual basic salary. Um, I know I've made that mistake before in my career, and I know a lot of people are making that mistake as well and only realize after they've signed a contract or agreed to something that, oh, crap, I could have actually done that. So can you maybe define the difference between the two and which is best to um, to negotiate from? So, so when you're looking at a cost to company, you are looking at um, everything that uh, it's on offer from, from the company. Um, so let's say, for instance, um, again, I'm going to make that example of being an account manager. Uh, and they say, you know, what, uh, I'm going to work on, 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 on Adams. Cost to company is uh, 500K. Um, and in that 500K per annum, they've included uh, your medical aid, your, your benefits, um, and also obviously there's, there's travel um, costs and so forth associated to it. All of that is, is, is included. So meaning that if we take that 500K, then we divide it by uh, 12 months. I'm just gonna put About 41,666. So let's oh, say 41,700. Yeah. Correct, yeah. So, 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 so let's say you get that amount and you realize that you're not actually uh, within the, so you're there, you've signed your contract. Uh, and then you realize that, no, I've no man. Um, I'm coming from a salary base. Probably I was getting, um, say, 38,000. So literally, I've just moved for 4,000 rand, you know. Um, then you are able to then say, um, let's see what this role is all about. Let's give it six months. Let me put in the work and actually review my salary. And when you review it, uh, you need to review it from a salary point of view, which is your basic salary. Because your basic salary then only looks at your monthly salary and the deductions and the additions that are in that salary. Unlike if you're looking at a cost of company, cost of company, then it becomes more like a lump sum. Everything is included when it's been offered to you. Uh, but when you're looking at a basic uh, basic uh, salary, then you are able to then say, okay, so actually my actual salary here, let's be honest, it's 30,000. Um, and if I look at the additions, probably the other 10,000 is medical aid. 
Um, um, and from, from that 10,000, there's medical aid, uh, there's French benefits, uh, there's your insurance in there. Uh, there is, there's also, uh, what do you call this? Um, um, you know, other small benefits. Like, you know, cover, time. yeah. Yeah, all of these, some of them I always say like it's, it's funny benefits, you know, uh, that you actually get, you know, um, and, and, and then you're able to say, okay, fine, if it is then this 41,000 rand that I'm earning uh, and 30,000 of it is actually mine, it's actually going into my pocket, then that's where I need to actually start negotiating from, you know, um, then you can then have that solid conversation to say, actually, you know what? I actually want to earn 50,000 rand because if it's 50,000 rand, I know the 10,000 is going to all my benefits and I'm still getting my 40,000 40, rand. So I would say to, to, to employees, always negotiate um, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a basic salary um, or monthly gross salary uh, more, more than anything. Makes a lot of sense. Lai? Yeah. Definitely yeah. makes a lot of sense. And I think like, I'm so glad that you touched on that because I think there's a lot of people who make that mistake of, you know, negotiating like your cost of company and then it's just like doesn't translate into mm. what you wanted and yeah. frustrated. But in the meantime, you asked for like uh, something that was wrong. And um, speaking of negotiating, like let's say I'm negotiating now uh, for my basic salary how do I know what percentage to ask for and how much to ask for? Or is there, is there a thing as like you need to ask between a certain parameter? Um, otherwise, it's just, you know, it's just like, of course, you can't ask for a double salary <laughs> and you're not really, you know, like bringing in that much. But then I, I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. It's like, you know, because also people's increases are quite different. Sometimes, depending on how the business is doing, you could get like yeah. a larger increase than you would when it's not you know like when it's just performing okay so like how yeah. do you how do you ask what percentage do you ask for and how do you justify that yeah um so, so, so i would always say that you know don't look at a percentage you know because what what is what, what do you mean by percentage and, and where's this percentage coming from you know so when you are looking at your own um salary increase you must then do your own evaluation to say, okay. Um, but so I think I'm, I'm glad that now we can no longer include our geographical location because a lot of us would always say, oh, I'm coming from Pretoria and I'm driving all the way to Johannesburg, you know? So that has changed now, you know? Um, now you can actually work from home. Um, but I think you can look at, you know, your, your years of industry experience, you know? So it's, you know, when you start building on your career, all those things, you know, matter. So you look at your years of experience, industry experience. Uh, you look at your education level, because um, that is also important because it's one of the great negotiators also when you're having that conversation. Um, you look at um, uh, where you are career-wise. What level are you? Are you at an entry, uh, med, are you a senior? Where are you, you know? Uh, and you look at your skills, you know, um, at an entry level, obviously, you have very low skills. There isn't much room of negotiations um, there. Uh, but, you know, as you build your career, as you build your years of experience, then you start honing new skills uh, and becoming better um, as you grow. So, so those actually play an important uh, role. And, 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 and one other thing that also adds to this is, like, you know, if you, if you are able to 
um, you know, add licenses to, to what you are studying or certificates. I mean, uh, we look at accountants, they need to have CMAT, they need to have be, to be qualified CAs. Um, you know, there's just so many things that you can do to, to then firstly on your own personal development, but also it will help you when you're starting to have those conversations around negotiations. So, so, so then you're able to look at all of this and say, okay, um, let me go into my research and what's happening in the industry. What's, what's the market value in the industry? You know, then you are then able to start your research because you can't be two years in the, in the, in the workplace uh, and also within the, the industry uh, or rather starting off your career and be like, you know, I've known, I'm now, I'm now in a, a senior account because two years, you know, I've made, I've, I've, I've made, I've, I've saved my time and you realize that no honey it does yeah. not work like that you know uh there's just so much that you need to you need to put in so yeah those things are really important you know years of industry experience educational level um career level skills licenses and and, and certifications and, and i'm also going to take it back if you look at look at also the the, the, the advertising industry you know um years experience matches education level well, I think, again, it's a creative industry, but when we're talking negotiations, you are able to throw it all in. You know, if you've traveled overseas and mm-hmm. you worked at this place and it's a well-known uh, consulting firm or agency or organization, throw all of that in there, you know, so that, you know, when, you're, when, you, when your boss or your senior is listening to you and, and they realize that, you know, I know actually they are even putting all of this in use because it's one thing to have all of those things and just shine them on you when you want something, but mm. you need to put them in you. Yes. Yeah. That is actually quite insightful, Larajah. Thank you for that. Because I, I think what, what like stood out for me was the importance of upskilling yourself and making sure that you're at the top of your game because then that then gives you leverage to ask for more money whether you're changing jobs or you're just staying in your current position and touching on like the uh, the advertising industry uh you know like this uh that website i think it's ad talent that actually gives um sort of like a breakdown of how how much people get paid and what positions Mm. and what seniority and all of that can you also use the those kind of um uh, those kind of uh, resources to actually substantiate why you're asking for this much. And and I do know that particularly sometimes I remember like three years ago when I looked at it and looked at what I was earning and what was suggested, it was worlds apart. And I was actually quite shocked that I wasn't getting paid what I thought I deserved So yep. and what Kelly stated. So is that, are those like... Um, resources that we can tap into to justify and if yes are there other resources that other people can uh, tap into in different um industries no definitely um so so yes you're very right um there are recruitment agencies that will actually share um the surveys around um you know income brackets and what skills are required and and so forth you know so all things salary survey um so like, for instance, if you are in the um, accounting space, um, you are able to use uh, one of the accounting agencies, um, you know, to, to actually check as to, you know, if I'm going to be an internal auditor at an entry level, what should I be paid, you know, or uh, what qualifications do I need so that I meet the requirements so that I'm getting paid when I need to be getting paid, you know, so 
And I think um, it also gives you guidelines to say, oh, so meaning that this is going to be my career journey, you know? So I'm going to start off as a junior and then I'm going to move into a med and then I'm going to move to a senior and then I'm going to move to this level. I'm going to be a manager. And when you're looking at your journey like that, and then that's why it also speaks to an individual, then you're able to career map your own journey to say, okay, fine, I'm giving myself 10 years, but within this 10 years, I'm going to be moving around going to all these different levels, you know, um, and, and, and that will really help you a lot. And uh, yes, Dyson, going into those websites and checking before. Um, and also not just that, I mean, if you're going to have an interview, um, you know, next week, start doing your research to say, all right, what are other companies um, offering, you know? And for me, I always say that try to also benchmark yourself with um, the top companies. Um, because they, they are able to then provide you with more or less what the market is actually offering, you know. Uh, but obviously knowing what we know in South Africa, that, you know, what, um, unemployment is one of the highest issues, especially at a graduate level, you know. Mm. Um, so, then, you know, we must also then look at, you know, small businesses like your African ambition. Honey, I'm not going to pay you a rate from PwC. No, you know. But the good thing is that, you know, I joined me, but you're able to get the skills and I'll still pay you fairly. So now it's up to you to then say, okay, you know, PwC has not um, taken me in. I'm sorry. I'm just going to move on to the next. Or am I going to, I'm going to take this opportunity, upskill myself so that even when someone, if when PwC is ready to look at me, they're able to say, oh, no, so you've worked for this agency. Oh, okay. No, I see that there are, there are, there are newcomers, which is great, but that, for you, you're able to learn skills uh, from me. You are able to then, um, you know, get your way around uh, mm. corporate advocacy and, 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 and what it is to be in, in corporate without you having to sit at home and say, no, I'm not working and that's it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yep, I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, and, and I don't know, Lai, um, I know that we don't have too much time left, but I wanted to just check with Rato if she could give us or her view on some of the mistakes we are making um, when we are negotiating salaries and increases. Sure. So, yeah, the, the worst mistake that you, you, you most, of, most of us actually make is telling your boss how taxes are so expensive and how food prices <laughs> are. Which we ain't lie about. We ain't lie. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't lying. <laughs> um yeah you know and and you're right it's not a lie like taxes have gone up and petrol is going up and we know food is gonna go up you know so that is our reality uh but obviously like corporate always teaches you to say things in a nice way you know uh not like blab if like you were chilling with your friends like ah they're not paying me there blah blah you know Mm. how do you have that proper conversation you know you can you can have that conversation by email uh, or you can have it one-on-one. But I always prefer one-on-one because, you know, like sometimes bosses always pretend like they're never ready. Like they're not aware that they're not paying you enough sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. when you pop that email, it's like, I was not ready for that, you know. <laughs> uh, but I think also like it also depends on the relationship that you also have with your boss. But I've realized no matter how good the relationship is, the salary conversation is always the hardest conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, but I think, I think, you know, avoid things like we need to talk. Um, I'm, I'm not happy with one, two, three, you know. Or uh, I could walk away, but I can't. You know, the income that you are giving me is not enough. 
you know? Um, yeah. So, so, so it's those things that you want to avoid, but you want to have like a one-on-one uh, conversation, you know, let's meet for coffee, you know? And also when you're meeting for coffee, make sure, honey, that you got your ducks on the road, you know? Remember, you, you're taking this, this division to another level, right? So not even taking it, you're taking it to that level. So now it's the time for you to sit down and say, um, Mr. So-and-so or Miss or Mrs. So-and-so, this is where we this is where we were and this is where we are. So that 30% increase that we were talking about, they, that, those are the things that you need to be conversating around, you know. So you have to make sure that you know um, your story and you just don't speak from a place of, of no facts or anything of that sort. Be confident. Again, you know, when you're talking money, it's your money, Lights, and it's your money, Kia. Yeah. Talk about your yeah. money and be confident, you know? Exactly. Yeah, we're often too scared. Definitely. So you have to be confident. Rehearse it, honey. Even if it's like, Lights and rehearse it with me, honey. Just tell me what, what you're going to say to your boss. Okay, and then I'm going to yeah. come with this story, you know? So, so, so rehearse with your friends or those that are close to you. And, and have talking points, you know? And and because remember when you're coming in, Pella, now we must always have a strategy. You're coming mm-hmm. in because they said they are looking for you, Miss and Mrs. Talent. You are going to take us to the next level because they've seen your expertise and your CV is also demonstrating such, right? They take you yeah. and then you need to then say, okay, I came in and we were sitting here. Uh, and now since I have been here, and we are here, you know. So those are the talking points that you need to have. And 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 also don't be shy to say, you know, I've also opened up doors for us in these avenues, these industries that you guys thought we could never go into. Or maybe it was like a 2025 plan. But here I am, I'm starting to have those conversations, you know. So you need to prepare yourself. You need to rehearse. You need to be conf- uh, confident and have, uh, you know, talking points. Because, you know, also you don't want to start here, um, you know, uh, talk about this and talk about that, but then not hit the nail because your boss is going to be like, are we going to get there? Or should we have something else? Like, because like, we're just taking forever, you know? So know yeah. your story. Yeah. Exactly. So guys, you heard it. Prepare, rehearse, be concise and get your ducks in a row. Thank you so much for that, Lerato. Lerato, one thing that I wanted to ask you was like, uh, how do I negotiate for a salary when I'm starting a new job? Let's say um, I'm being offered something that I feel like it's, you know, it's not what uh, I, uh, it, it's lower than what I deserve. How do I negotiate those, um, those, uh, uh, that salary? And also, this is an interesting part of like, you know, in addition to this question is that, um, because you uh, you uh, assume that you like you know you're around this kind of lot. Am I legally not legally? Well, do I really have to send my payslip to a company to actually get uh to, you know to get an offer? Because I feel like sometimes there might be a budget and the budget actually you know they're offering you a certain amount of money, but you send your salary and then it's a little under the budget and then you get that and you won't get you know what was in the budget so can you please like fill us in about that yeah um so, so i'm just with regards to that so being an agency yes i need to find out how much you're currently earning right um mm-hmm. and the reason for that and i know sometimes 
as, as if, if when you're outside looking in, you're always thinking that it's unfair, right? Um, yeah. And the reason we do that, it's so that we are able to then benchmark as to where you're coming from, right? So say, for instance, um, you are currently earning 30000 um, and um, we are on, on the advert, we probably put a range to say our, our salary is from, say, 40000 to 50000 right? Um, yeah. And there you are, you apply, um, and then you realize that, sure, um, yes, it's going to be a, a huge jump for you from 30 to, to 14, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of which, yes, as, as, a, as an HR uh, person, I do also look at that to say, ah, this person, I'm going to pay them a lot, you know? Uh, but, but I think how you can negotiate yourself around that is to say, you know what? This is what's market related, you know, um, that's number one. And you are able, and don't be shy about it. Don't be shy to say, you know what, I did negotiate myself down when I joined my previous company as it was not clear or even I was frustrated from where I was coming from. And for me, it was just a matter of, you know what, for my sanity, but also because I love my career and I wanted to grow. Hence, that's why I then agreed to this uh, salary bracket with the hopes of we are able to negotiate um, as I grow into the business. So those things, don't be shy to put them on the table because it's very unfair if you are, say, for instance, you are coming from uh, a 28,000 range and then the next thing is like you move to a 32,000 range again you just moved for 4,000 you know uh, that doesn't really add much to 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 your living standards and also to your uh, market related bra- uh, bracket so do your research uh, and find out you know what our company is paying um, and if they're putting this on the table then you're able to say but you know what these are the skills that I'm offering and this is the experience that I have and this is my uh, portfolio and I know that you know what bringing me on board this is what I'm going to do and again touching on where I come from before, because remember, I'm a small, I'm a small company, right? And I can yeah. only afford what I can afford, you know. So, um, you know, uh, HR departments uh, and managers need to be open-minded and negotiable around that because African ambition can only afford twenty thousand, but because at the same time you're like, you know what? I would rather gain the experience from African ambition before I move to PwC. Uh, then let me take it. But when the opportunity comes, I'm definitely going to PwC. You know, so um, those things do happen, uh, but it's just a matter of you know to negotiate yourself um, as as to market related what is it that they have put on the table. Um, so talking to how do you talk all things uh, raise and 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 you know um, wanting to to get your your salary increase um, and and as I've mentioned earlier on, um, you know it's one of the most uncomfortable con- Imagine your own mind is so uncomfortable, guys. You know, so yeah, exactly. that that. <laughs> so so that for me is also like one of those things like why why did we even get to a place of uh making it so uncomfortable but it's understandably so they said your salary is your secret right uh so i think maybe we should go back to the secret part and be open-minded imagine if you got to an office and you you knew that steve earned fifty thousand and you you earn 55 and that other person earns twenty thousand. How cool will that be? Because everyone will know where they stand, you know. Exactly. Uh, but no, not not, not going to happen. <laughs> it's still a still a secret, you know. Um, oh man! But but, but <laughs> I know, right, Gia? <laughs> 
but but I, but I think um, you know um, also you know um, you are able to then mention your your salary history to say you know what, this is my salary history and this is what I have been growing um, on in terms of like uh, the numbers and this is where I would like to 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 get to you know um, but also um, uh, Lighten and Kia you need to also look at your responsibilities you know you need to level up you need to make sure that you take them. Um, you take on new responsibilities so that even when you are having that conversation uh, and, and, and they're saying to you that, you know what, not now, can we have it in the next three months? Stay put and have that conversation within three months. But if you're realizing, for uh, yeah, I'm just having conversations, uh, yeah. then rather look for someone who's actually going to value you, value the, 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 the input that you're bringing in and actually compensate you the right way. Because in everything that we do, it should always be a win-win situation. You know, the employer wins and as an employee, I also need to win. So those are the things uh, that, that need to happen. But I think, which is also one of the things that I'll probably share, as you've mentioned uh, later on, but don't be afraid to ask. You know, they say, ask it shall be given, open the door uh-huh. or knock on the door, the door shall be open, you know. So, so don't be afraid to, to ask and also um, evaluate your, your long-term strategy with the organization, you know. Okay, this is where I'm going to stay for five years. This is my plan for five years. I'm going to do one, two, three. The first year, this is where I want to be and, and so forth. So you must also have a plan around the organization. Um, and, 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 and again, you know, when also know when to also have that conversation you can't have that conversation here we are we are implementing section 189 uh, and people have been retrenched <laughs> and here you are you want to talk about your race you know so we know also when is the right time to have that conversation mm-hmm. that's oh that's kind of interesting um and um so like just taking it back from uh, like new employees new new job uh, setting yep. mm-hmm. when I um so the, I, I saw this debate on LinkedIn actually one person posted that um people should actually advertise um how much when they advertise a job it's essential that people actually advertise the salary what are your thoughts on that I do understand that you know the like in my my views are that there should be a salary bracket it might not be the actual salary but then it needs to be a bracket and the reason why i'm still very strongly about that is because i've wasted much of my time going for interviews and then you're in the third round and then you find out what they're offering and it's even like a thousand more than what i'm making or like less than what i'm making and then i'm just like well i've just wasted three weeks of my life doing this interviews so what do you think about that no, definitely. Um, you know, adverts need to to put on 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 paper, digital, wherever. You know, um, how much they are they are offering, and like you say, you know, you can put there the salary range. You don't have to tell me exactly. You know, um, but but yeah, it's it's, it's important. Um, so so also same applies with market related. It's very tricky, but I think when 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 they say market related i think somehow as a, a potential employee or candidate um you are able to interpret market related your own way too you know um 
so it's also very important to 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 ask those questions uh and i know that you know they always say shy away from asking how much um, they're offering uh but i think it's very important uh if if not you know ask the person that's inviting you for the interview uh ask the the hr person who's inviting you or preparing for this interview so that you know if it's worth your time or if it's not worth your time you know so um if 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 you um if you are looking for such, definitely it's important uh, for, for for organizations to to put to put down the number so that you know very well when as you are looking, this is within your bracket and this is what you want to move out to. You know, so um, so you've mentioned like being a being a graduate. You know, where do you start negotiating and 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 mm-hmm. how does it work? So. Being a graduate is a very tricky place because remember you've just finished and it's it's your more or less like your first formal uh, job um, or career uh, step, right? Um, yeah. So so it's not always about you know having that 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 fixed um, thinking in mind to say okay fine I'm just going to negotiate myself because oh well I'm well learned because I think we all like that yeah I'm that once I'm done with my qualification I want to be earning one two three. And then um, your career and, and corporate humbles you also. Um, so I think it's, it's important to then you can give a salary range to say, you know what, uh, most, uh, yes, an entry-level role. Um, uh, but with my research, I could see that, you know what, if you are a software developer at an entry level, uh, this is the salary range. You don't have to put the exact amount. Again, um, give, a, give a range. Um, and then also, um, you know, display competency in that interview, you know, um, you know, in as much as like you might not have extensive experience, but just display the competency in there um, and familiarize yourself uh, with the industry, you know, um, no, because remember, you go into an industry because you love that, uh, that industry and yeah. have formulated a career plan for yourself, you know, so when you know the industry, you would an entry level this is how much you they earn and for you to get to the next step of that entry this is uh, this is how much you're earning and and so forth you know so you can play around uh, play around uh, around it to make it about just your career but you know when you put in the work the money also comes yeah. in um and and that's how you can actually play around with it but um know also what the market value is for 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 graduates you know uh, because those things are also very important but you know as as graduates you know some some of these roles are very fixed especially when you're coming in at a graduate program yeah. you know uh, but i think that is also should be exciting so think about it you get into a graduate program and you do amazing things and everybody wants to grab you because you're such an amazing person and then you do these amazing things and you want to be that candidate so that even when you then move into being permanently employed you again then that gives you the leverage to be able to negotiate that is actually quite interesting and quite insightful thank you so much Larija for that and I think like I think I personally have learned quite a bit in terms of like you know how to have those di- difficult conversations about money because they're always difficult. And as you heard from Larry like it's your money. So you need to speak, speak about it and be on it and be confident <laughs> about it. It's your money. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's been, that's, it's been a very insightful conversation. I think one thing that she has reiterated, which is really important for me as well is it's not always about the money. She spoke a lot about, 
um, making sure that you you check every part of the offer because sometimes you might really just be going to a really great company and you can go in there and six months later to a year you could just skyrocket so um i I have said this before to people but i'm so glad that she's reiterated it as a professional to say look um sometimes it isn't just always about the money to be honest you can go into a company and then actually negotiate negotiate your way up based on the effort that you put in as well so it's a it's a win-win for it has to be a win-win for both uh, company and yourself so it's yeah. great to know your worth but also put in the work guys put in the work and i like yeah. I, I i really like that yeah because it actually just reminded me of um uh someone who actually transitioned from like advertising into tech so went to a tech company and she actually went like a level down because she really wanted to get into tech. And now it's been two years later, she's actually caught up and surpassed where she was before. So sometimes it's also like about your career growth and your plan and how you, uh, you want to see um, yourself like in the next couple of years and which industry, particularly if you're pivoting in your career. So something to also note there. No, definitely, definitely. Those are very important. Thank you so much, Loretta, for joining us on the Office Podcast today. And if you guys have any other questions or any comments on the topic that we had today, please feel free to do so and join the conversation on all our social media po- uh, platforms, Office Podcast SA. Thank you so much, guys. And you can follow our guest, uh, Loretta Cadiaga, through her company, uh, African Ambition, on Instagram, Twitter, face- and Facebook too, right, Loretta? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Thank sure. you so much, Lerato, for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. So wow. today for tea time, I thought that we could chat about uh, something that's very close to the topic that we just, you know, that we're discussing today. So something around, you know, like our salaries and the mistakes that we've made. And I am, <laughs> I am, I don't know if I'm happy to share this, but then like, I have made like a few bad decisions. I remember one time I got offered a job. Um, uh, I got offered a job in a different, you mm-hmm. know, by a different company. And then I was like, okay, cool, like all things shiny, all things bright. I just saw the cost of companies and I was like, okay, great. It's going to be a lot more than what I'm paying, but I did it more than what I'm being paid. But I didn't do the math because I, I don't know if I even got, went through my dummy pay slip. And then there were so many deductions that I actually ended up getting paid less than what for like my oh, no. take home. quite less than what I was taking home before. And what? I was so furious. <laughs> Literally, was so furious. But uh, I don't know if you've made any similar uh, or just any other blunder that you've made. But I was uh, so dumb. Like, ah, oh, damn. And you know how they always say, like, I think that's the one thing I've I learned. I think maybe it. I think it was my mom who taught me to like ask for a dummy pay slip. I was like, oh, okay. I think it was like early on in my career. So that dummy pay yeah. slip is very important because then you'll get to see what comes off you get to see how much of your tax comes off um you know your pension fund contribution and your uif so that's very important 
I think one of the mistakes I, on planets I've made is related to the question I actually asked Lorato earlier on about uh-huh. negotiating from your CTC versus negotiating from, um, you know, your basic your salary. Basic. Yeah. And I think it's the worst mistake you ever make because in your mind, you're like, okay, well, either way, I actually ended up not getting that job, to be honest, um, because they just dis- uh-huh. decide after like, um, I was actually so close to getting the job because they were, had asked for my qualifications and I had to go and get my fingerprints done. And, you know, everything was, you know, was ready just for me to sign. But I guess that job just wasn't mine. But one of the mistakes yeah. I definitely made was exactly that in that I negotiated from a CTC, from CTC versus negotiating from the basic salary. So that is one thing I will not do again, um, negotiating from CTC. And I'd rather just like say, okay, cool. I see all the cool stuff you're giving me because that's also how they trick you sometimes where they'll start selling you and telling you about all these benefits that they have. Oh, we've got gym this. Oh, we've got gym discounts. Oh, we've got discounts for this. Oh, we've got training. Oh, we've got that. You're gonna, I'm just like, okay, where the money at though? Like, where the money at though? Like, you know, so yeah, that's definitely a mistake I've made. Um, and I don't anticipate making it again. Yeah. Because I'm so glad that you actually say that because I think sometimes it's like all the benefits and everything but sometimes you don't even make use for all of them exactly you, know, like you don't use all of them so i also would just say like because you can opt out of, of uh certain things from like a work point of view you're not actually like uh, obliged to uh, unless otherwise stated so like people should also know that i also didn't know it for the longest time when i was early in my career that you can actually like opt out of certain things that you feel like are not actually you're not going to make use of so yeah, but um, one thing that I did, you know, uh, what, no, I didn't do this. It happened um, mm-hmm. maybe like three months ago. I got an increase. And then when I got the increase, it actually pushed me into a different bracket. Oh, and, like, it was crap. In a, in a way that it wasn't a lot of uh, that much of an increase. But because if you see your number move from like a different first number to a sec- different second number, you're like, yeah, I'm making money. Meanwhile, it just actually moved me in a different bracket. And then my tax got higher. Oh, and then like, I, I got like a lower uh, basic salary after everything has been taxed and all the deductions. But oh, I was like, oh, no, that's the worst. So, yeah, so I will also like uh, urge people that when you get increases, also like just you know be wary of those things like if something pushes you like a bracket higher and then you have to pay more tax on it because you know it's in a different threshold just you know be careful of certain things like that but yeah I literally am enjoying this session because I feel like I've learned so much in as much as I have known like a few things throughout the years but it's also like you know refreshing and relearning some of those things it's quite exciting yeah because also you think okay you've worked this long or you know this but it doesn't mean you actually know everything yet because also it's an experienced thing. So if you haven't been changing jobs often, you don't really yeah. know, you know, what conversations are being had in these sort of rooms. So I think, you know, it also helps to change jobs. So I think people who change jobs often, actually a lot of the times have better experience with these things because I think experience um, is the best teacher. Definitely. I definitely do agree with that. And on that note, that is us for tea time. And thank you guys for joining us. We've had such a blast uh, today. And let us know what you think about um, today's topic. If you've got any questions, 
Uh, if you want to, you know, share your own stories and your own experiences, please do tweet us, comment on Instagram, comment on Facebook. Please leave a review and subscribe on the podcast on um, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts.